0: In a world where businesses are striving to adapt, connect, and evolve, we're here to bring you more. More freedom to work how and where you want while keeping employees connected, productive, and engaged. More flexibility to customize solutions to tailor a simple, more agile network. And more security for an evolving cyber landscape with around-the-clock access to hands-on technical support. It's time to explore more. Next Generation Leadership,
1: episode 14. Can you believe it? 14 times we've come together for this podcast, Micah.
2: I cannot believe it. It feels like just yesterday. Look at us.
1: It was. And now five months have gone by. It's Bruce and Micah, and we talk about all of the world's leadership problems and give you the best guests that you could ask for from, well, we've had a lot of telecom, but we got a lot of big stuff coming. So uh, this week... We have Teresa Carrigal. did I say the name right?
2: Yes, it's right. Um, She is the founder of Achieve Unite. She is also an amazing powerhouse, award-winning executive. Um, So we're gonna have her on shortly.
1: Yeah, that's that's awesome. I can't wait. I was not able to participate, but you were there and you got to talk to Teresa. So we'll play that yes. in a second. I do want to say we talked about the uh, the light at the end of the tunnel two weeks ago. It was just you. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we you know, go. <laughs> I was saying that personally, right? I'm I I've been a mask wearer the whole pandemic, but I cannot wait for the day that I can burn the rest of these things. I oh, hate trust them. me,
2: everyone knows.
1: Yeah, yeah, they know, and that's fine. And I generally believe that whatever makes people comfortable is totally on them. And, and right. I'm actually more comfortable. Like I went into uh, the dry cleaner today. They told me I didn't have to wear it, but I'm not wow. fully vaccinated. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm like 10 days past my shot. So I just, i stuck it on and, and it, it makes me feel better. So I'm well, going to continue awesome, to do yeah. it until I'm at the end. Right. I put out a poll after we did that show. Right. And I wanted to see how other people thought, and we got <laughs> almost a thousand votes between Twitter. Oh my goodness! And yeah. So thank you to everybody that listens, follows, all that stuff. I'm B Word Leadership. Uh, you're uh, on Twitter, Micah you're Rose. Yeah, Micah Rose. You can follow us with our names on LinkedIn. But almost a thousand votes, and thankfully, Micah, I, I did four choices: mask forever, mask for never, mask optional, and then mask. After the, after the
2: vote. pandemic ends. And I think that was my vote, because I'd rather be safe than sorry.
1: My vote, too. My vote, too. So, but it's okay. so funny how many people had
2: different opinions about it.
1: On Twitter, right? And, and a lot of votes on Twitter. And... I, I I'm not really surprised the way they shook out, but 776 votes on Twitter, 37% mask until pandemic over. That was number one.
2: Good. Number
1: two was mask optional, which is in the same category, right? Right. right? Number three, 21% of the people said mask for never. <laughs> Right. So those are, those are the people that never <laughs> They're liked... like, no, no vaccine. Yeah. No, not doing it. Well, they just don't <laughs> want to mask. Let's not put the vaccine on them because they might okay, be vaccinated. Yeah. You're and right. And then 14% of that 776, so this is over, I don't know my quick math, but it's about a hundred people that said mask forever. I want to know who they are. Wow. I want to burn my mask when this whole thing is done. <laughs>
2: I don't think. I mean, like we said before, I don't think that wearing a mask is bad. But then again, I mean, the survey doesn't lie. Other people don't mind either.
1: Yeah. Well, eighty-five uh, percent of the people are done with this thing, just like I am. <laughs> so let's 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 remember that. Uh, and then on LinkedIn, uh, less votes, but here's the percentages. Uh, mask until the pandemic is over. Thirty-seven percent. So. That wasn't the highest number. Thirty-eight percent said mask optional. So interesting. Oh my
2: goodness. The business climate,
1: yeah. The business climate is more on the optional side. Thirty-seven percent until pandemic is over. Twenty-two percent. So about the same said mask for never.
2: So, oh my goodness. Yeah,
1: the libertarian audience is. Uh, out I know there. it's and so that- crazy
2: how everyone is just different opinions about this mask situation, huh?
1: three percent of that audience said mask forever and, and again I, I want to know who these people are I, I will yeah. give you mine the rest of mine are yours as soon as my <laughs> second shot two weeks after and there's nothing wrong with that yeah, whatever you think is fine whatever makes you feel comfortable right
2: you're probably wearing the wrong mask
1: because re- <laughs> I hate it I hate it who wants to wear a mask all the time I do see oh. faces smiles I know
2: that is true right all we right. want to be back to normal just a little bit but Hey, what can we
1: do? All right, we're we'll a, throw to a <laughs> We'll throw it to a break. Come, you're coming back with Teresa and uh, we'll wrap it up and uh, that's it, right? Thanks yeah, to Telesystem for sponsoring this podcast for us. So, all right, we'll be right back.
0: In a world where businesses are striving to adapt, connect and evolve, we're here to bring you more. More freedom to work how and where you want while keeping employees connected, productive and engaged. More flexibility to customize solutions to tailor a simple, more agile network. And more security for an evolving cyber landscape. With around-the-clock access to hands-on technical support, it's time to explore more.
2: So welcome back to Next Generation Leadership. We have Teresa Carago. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy that you are here. She is the CEO and founder of Achieve Unite. Welcome to our show.
3: Thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to be here.
2: I am so excited to have you. I think, you know, you have such an amazing presence. Everyone knows who you are in the tech space and, and you're just an amazing person. I think everyone just has like a soft heart for you.
3: I hope so. You know, we all try to do our best, right. And make a difference. Yeah. And if you make a difference, good things happen in other cool lives.
2: Yeah. So, you know, I know that you've had such an extensive career in this space mm-hmm. and you're the founder of Achieve Unite. So can you walk us through like what brought you to creating Achieve Unite and what is Achieve Unite for the people that might not yeah. know?
3: Well, I'll tell you, Achieve Unite is a consulting and education company. We have a couple of domains that we adore, which is partnering, channels, alliances in the tech industry primarily. That's where we grew up. All of our team are practitioners, very senior folks. And so we get to help in the industry. And then the other part of our business is education. And so leadership is a big part of the DNA of our team. And really servant, authentic leadership. How do you really make a difference by um, serving others? And that's a common premise within the folks in our company. And so that's Achieve Unite in a nutshell. You can learn more on our website.
2: Yes. And I took the course and I will vouch for her. That is an amazing, amazing course. And I think that anyone that's in the channel space or even want to learn a little bit more about leadership and how to lead, you have to you have to learn more about achieve unite. You have to, it's, it changed my perspective and my view. So
3: Aww, just give me a
2: little great. shout out there.
3: Thank you. Yes. That's the ACE leadership program. ACE stands for authentic leadership, collaboration, empowerment, and over 500 people, um, about 400 women have gone through that program and awesome. Pretty life-changing for many people. And then more and more men are going through ACE, and so oh that's exciting. And makes I was just talking to a, a gentleman; his name was Chris, and he worked for Bloomberg. And he said, "I loved this because mm-hmm. more leaders, more men need to be leaving this way." Most definitely,
2: I, I agree, one hundred percent. And you know, even in our industry, I, we're like women are the minority, right? So yeah. having this platform where you're able to elevate women all around, I think is, is amazing. And even letting the men walk into the room is, is great too, you know, inclusivity yeah. for all. <laughs>
3: and we, that's what we did is we, I remember you were part of that founding class where we used to only do women and now we have a co-ed version and also to be part of the equity and inclusion yes. part of the world, right? Because ACE is really about inclusive leadership, creates innovation and it creates best the best people and it creates all of this momentum.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's what Ace stands for. Yeah, that's awesome. So um I know that you've had an amazing career too. So what what made you feel like you were ready to create Ace and you know and take this, you know, do something that would be able to empower the rest of the channel? Like what what made you what start? made me create
3: Ace or what made me create achieve or a little bit of both? A little bit of both,
2: okay. yeah. A little bit of both, and I guess about your experience as well, right? Yeah. Just the whole history of who Teresa is. We want to know. <laughs> right.
3: Well, I came up through the ranks in the tech industry. I was a—I uh, think I mentioned—I was a channel manager. I was a territory sales rep. I was an enterprise sales rep. I did business around multiple geographies across the U.S. And then I—I I knew at 24, I said, "I want to be a channel chief. It's all boys on there, and I'm going to do that." And that was a long <laughs> Look at time you. ago. And so I ended up becoming the global channel chief at Sienna, And then I went on to be the global channel chief at Extreme Networks. And um, I had a really good career start early in my career at Nortel. So I had some really great experience and I got to do business in 70 countries. And I really wow. had the privilege of running, you know, the divisions and, and had amazing leaders that empowered me um, early on and, and in the mid part of my career that really helped me do what I do today. That and, is awesome. Yeah, and I got to hire these outside consultants who told me what to do. One of them is a dear friend now and um and then I they helped help me form what I wanted to achieve to be as we became our own company to do this for others. That and is awesome. Thank you. Yes, and then the my motivation for starting Achieve was It was a personal innovation. My little boys were going, um, AJ was at the time five. He has been in 14 countries in 35 states on 206 flights, but he couldn't do that anymore because he was going to kindergarten. So I had to stop. And my little one at the time had been on 106 flights in nine countries and in 23 states and he was sick. And so he's healthy now, but we just, I had to get off the global running, the sales part of the business. And so I decided to start my own company and met some amazing people that are a core part of Achieve and it would never be what it is if it wasn't for those people. And yeah. the rest is history. And Achieve has grown into you know, something that stands for my values of servant leadership. Leadership is a critical part of what we want to empower across the tech industry and every company needs a partner ecosystem. So how do we help companies do it right first time?
2: Right. That's such a strong niche. And I think, you know, so many people now have gained so much from it. Yeah. I, I want to go a little bit back because you said okay. that you carried your children, you know, to different countries and different places. So for listeners that are moms, right? Working moms, what advice do you have for them that maybe are in a position where they feel like you know they are traveling all the time away from their kids? Um, what What can they do? Like, do they have to like step out like you did and and create their own?
3: (laughs) Well, I think a lot has changed since then. And I, you know, one is there is a lot more flexibility in how much travel has to get done. When I was doing those jobs or wasn't video, video is, you've heard me say is 65% more successful than audio you know, yeah. so 65 to 75% more effective. So you can do a lot more on video than you used to be able to do. And there's other roles for senior women now that didn't exist back then. So I don't think you have to step out and start your own company. You could, I think it's a brilliant, I am have become such a huge fan of entrepreneurship and it's an amazing arena for women. And actually, In my next life, that's what I want to help women do is start their own companies. Oh, that's awesome. You know, I just, I love what we've been able to build and are continuing to build. Um, But I don't think you have to go that route. You know, I think you can do both. Yeah.
2: And I think, you know, women are always, I feel like we're, we're pigeonholed into one thing, you know, being a mom, you're like, oh no, you have to be there for your kids. You can't travel or you can't do this or you can't do that. So it's always nice to know that, you know, like people like you that have done it and know um, where your purpose is now. So that's, that's well, amazing.
3: And it's kind of funny because I was just on the phone with someone who I hadn't seen in 11 years and he's like, he met AJ on a trip when AJ was one and he oh remembers me and he said, I always tell people about how you used to do that. And you know, and so we, it's okay to bring your kids. It's okay to mm-hmm. integrate your kids. You just have to have boundaries when it's work time, it's work time and have someone watch the kids. But I think some of those things are much more acceptable now too.
2: Yeah. Women, you can do it all. You can, you can have a kids and, and be professional just right. like Teresa. And you can learn, definitely learn, I think it's definitely about balance and making sure that you uh, know your limits and know how to okay. set them
3: you know, for sure. Gilder at Colt, right. Carrie's the CEO at Colt now, and Mm -hmm. he has a supportive husband who's living in Europe. I think they just became UK citizens. I mean, she's a wonderful role model too, for doing it at the big company.
2: Yeah. I I always love seeing women do that. Like when they're like, at big corporations like this and they're doing it. I'm like, I don't have an excuse.
3: <laughs> no, you can do it. Not at all. You can do it. And then here's the other part. You know, I think it's okay to say you want to stop. Like mm. I gave myself permission to stop and get off that train. Yeah. And I didn't know what I was going to do. And it became the achieve would never be what it is. Had I not given myself permission to stop. And so, you know, I think there's also some empowerment too. It's okay to not know and to make a change and have the courage to make it because amazing things happen in that courage and that risk.
2: Yeah. It's so funny that you say that because I saw, I saw a video this morning about Will Smith saying that the greatest things in life are on the other side of fear so mm-hmm. it's so interesting because you're saying here that, you know, you had to know when to stop, right. Even in the uncertainty and, was- and walk in to your purpose. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Even if it's scary, if you, if you, <laughs> in that moment in time, were like, no, <laughs> I'm good where I'm at. You know, you wouldn't be here empowering other women. And, um, exactly. great point. Um, yes, yeah, an awesome point. So, I just want to talk a little bit about your leadership principles, because I know Ace does a lot with that, right? Right. What do you consider your leadership style and what makes an effective leader?
3: Great question. Well, let me start with, you know, those principles in the next, you know, I, I fundamentally believe in the next five to 10 years leadership is as much about EQ, if not way more than IQ, but they're both really, really important. And so Mm -hmm. whatever your functional domain is, you've got to be the best, right? You've got to be really good at that domain. And I'm a huge fan of, you have to be really great at that. And then you have to be really good at the EQ. You know, that gentleman, Chris from Bloomberg, who said, EQ is really important and it's way more important than it was years ago. And he believes this next era over the next 10 years, the, the EQ is gonna trump a lot and leaders are leading differently now. And, you know, look at Francois at F5, right? Look at some of the channel leaders that are really leading from Their strength heart. <laughs> and leading from inclusion, right? And leading right. from a whole different place of being a CEO. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing.
2: So, so what's the difference for people that might not know what EQ and IQ is, right? What are the two? Can you, can you give us a little,
3: are, that's a great question. Um, and then I'm going to introduce PQ, which we're going to be launching over the next uh, step. Ooh, moment.
2: that's exciting. So is this like
3: some, some more coming? That is somewhere between yes. and IQ IQ. <laughs> so IQ, think about if you are in marketing and you want to be a CMO you've gotta be the best marketer, right? You've gotta understand brand, you've gotta understand product marketing, you've gotta understand field marketing, you gotta understand channel marketing, you gotta understand portfolio marketing, you have to understand solutions marketing, you have to understand social marketing, right? All of the marketing, right? If you're gonna be a great CMO, that's the IQ side. Then there is, I have to understand people, I have to understand strengths, I have to understand team building, I have to understand how to lead change, I have to understand All of these, how to create followership, how to build empowered teams. To Hmm. me, that's the EQ side of leadership. And to me, they both go hand in hand to create the best leaders.
2: Do you think people get it wrong though? Do you think, do you think people can, we all get it wrong, right? (laughs) Do you think that people can be an effective leader um, just having EQ or just
3: having IQ? I think you need both you know i i'm sure that there are leaders that have only iq or have only eq and maybe have success but i fundamentally believe leadership requires both and that's I interesting actually, um, there is a pod maybe you can put it into this today is may the 5th and so there is a podcast um that dr bob bees um uh, He, several of us at the Achieve team went through an executive master's in leadership in the business school at Georgetown. And Bob Bees was the founder of this program. And it is all about servant leadership. We went through it many years ago and it was in the second year of the program. Um, But his podcast talks about what leadership is today. And it is a Mm. lot of these EQ critical skills. And he talks about Yoda too. So check it out.
2: (laughs) Yoda. (laughs) So, so... so I love this. I mean, I love this conversation here about EQ and IQ, because I think there's so many people that feel like you have to have one or the other. Mm-hmm. I know at Telesystem, we have uh, the Myers-Briggs where it tells us, all right, if you're a feeler or if you're a thinker, right. and then we have people that say, oh, you're a thinker, you do things this way, or you're a feeler, which is probably the same, right? Being oh. EQ and IQ. Um, and we kind of pick on each other for that. But it's kind of interesting knowing that you can use both. You can be powerful with both or whichever, right? That's right. So, so that's awesome. And you, do you are, are you aware with Myers briggs Briggses? I
3: love Myers Briggs. And, and is it you know, effective? Myers-Briggs, <laughs> I remember taking Myers Briggs in my early twenties and taking it again mm-hmm. in my thirties, and I was different. So you what? Know, part of this is a lot of these tests. We change over time. Wow. So, and you yeah. what? Who you are one year. You might be safe. if you want to be something different, you can grow into it five years, 10 years later, right? It's none yeah. of this. PQ is not static.
2: Oh, that's interesting. So that means people need to start taking this Myers-Briggs more often.
3: <laughs> they can take that or they could take this PQ that's coming. We'll be the sharing PQ. more about that soon.
2: Okay. Um, you don't want to talk about that a little bit I now? I will
3: just plant the seed that looks okay. for more in the next several months. We're doing some incredible research with Arizona State and Notre Dame. And so- Look for something. Oh yeah. We're going
2: to have to bring you back on to the podcast just to yes. talk about it a little bit more. Absolutely, Cause I'm curious to know what this PQ is because, um, you know, we can't just have the EQ IQ without the PQ. That's right. <laughs> I the EQ, IQ. Yeah. So Teresa, yes. what makes you feel inspired? Right. Cause I feel like you're always inspiring others. You're always pouring into others. Oh, how do you, how do you get it back?
3: Oh my goodness! I get it back from my little men. They mm-hmm. are um, incredible, AJ and Sammy. See, I can't even talk about. It. I get choked up. So that's how oh. I get inspired. And then I have a hundred and two year old grandmother who inspires <gasps> me, and she's so strong-willed that she refuses to be in a wheelchair because she knows that she won't be independent anymore. And my mom inspires me. So I have a lot of really positive influences and role models around me. I have a lot of great support. My husband's a great support and the boys are great. We have a wonderful nanny. So we're very blessed. How old are your boys now? My boys are seven and 12 and soon to be in June. They're still little. They're still (laughs) little. I'm a very old mom. That's true. No,
2: no, no. You're, you're, they're at an age where, Mom is still cool. Mom is still awesome. Yeah. I've heard like when they get to teenagers is when you're, you're gonna feel sad and
3: yeah, <laughs> they don't want to hear old about old you anymore. That's <laughs> right. We'll keep. We're gonna stay cool. We'll keep. We'll keep trying to be cool. All through. I know you. I think you're a cool person. They they are always gonna need mom. <laughs> you are too. <laughs> that's right. That's great. Yeah. So so
2: bringing it back a little bit. Um. You know, being that we're in the tech industry, this pandemic has affected. Women way more than it has men. More women had to leave the workplace. And and I, I like to consider myself a huge advocate for gender diversity, gender equity. Um, I speak on it all the time. It's like one of my passions. No, it is. It's a huge passion of mine. I love it. Um so what are your thoughts on that? You know, just how the pandemic has affected women disproportionately in tech. Um, actually, I saw stats the other day that said it's going to take, I think, 135 years for the equity, for there to be like a balance between men and women, not only in tech, but in every industry mm-hmm. because of this pandemic as a result. So what can companies be doing right now to, to help mitigate the numbers, right? What, what, what suggestions do you have in creating you know. that
3: environment? I think one is to ask the questions, right? And to have the the difficult conversations about what people need and to make sure that the companies are giving people. I just saw something that um, Corn Fairy, Cheryl just told me, Corn Fairy is doing Zoom-free Fridays. So Mm. there's no Zoom calls on Fridays. Everybody can take a break and do whatever they need to do on their Fridays once a month. And (laughs) so, you know, what can you do to support people through, you know, what their needs and not everything is the same, you know, one woman's experience might be completely different from what another woman needs or what a man needs in this world. So we just have to make sure that we're listening to the individual.
2: Yeah, no, yeah, you have to. And I think that that is one of the main things I think companies need to be doing. They need to listen, especially during this time of just uncertainty, um, I think we all just need to listen more and and feel each other more, right? Yeah,
3: well, and you know, ACE, you've been through ACE. We have been doing more engagements with ACE in companies so that it Mm. can be used for team building. It can be used for getting these conversations out. It can be used in a safe place to create that. And I'm really proud because it's really helping and it's really making a difference and it's giving people voices and relationships and trust that they might never have had. And they've worked together for 10 years. Yeah. So it's been pretty profound in a couple of different places recently.
2: What successes have you found from that? Like with companies, like what is the the best feedback you've heard?
3: I mean, one of them was we're a completely different team and high performing at a way faster rate in this pandemic than we ever would have been if we hadn't done this program. And so that was really incredible. And then the individuals who are engaging as employees at a higher level, because they feel more connected to the company has Mm. been really profound. So we're still going to, you know, this is relatively new. So we're going to keep tracking all of this, but I think we're really onto something special.
2: Yeah, I think so too. I mean, is, I feel like this is a way that's going to create just more loyalty with the employees. Right. And it's, it's kind of breaking down walls and And barriers of people that we've had, I think, for years before this pandemic. This pandemic was a gift and a curse.
3: (laughs) Exactly exactly
2: right. It's very true. It definitely was. was. So do you manage teams outside? I mean, obviously you have teams everywhere. I know you have Fiona, that's all the way
3: in Europe. Yeah, we have teams, we have a team across. We are a virtual company. We modeled ourselves initially to be virtual and we operate in the cloud and so we have teams across the U.S. and Europe, and then a partner in Asia, and a couple of contractors in Latin America.
2: That's awesome. Yeah. So Teresa, thank you. Oh, thank
0: you. How can yeah. how can
2: people learn more? Yeah, it was it's such a pleasure. It's always great to talk to you. I think you know you're just one of those people that have such a presence, and you're just you're just a good person all thank around. I, th- I think thank before you. I let you go. What, what's one piece of advice that you have for everybody right before, so we can wrap up, like what is okay. one tidbit that you want to leave just as a, as an inspiration or good vibes to our viewers?
3: Oh, I love it. Uh, well, I would say, you know, what's your North star, right? Get mm. clarity around your North star and what you want professionally, personally, mm. because you just have a, we all have a way of manifesting that and living that once we get clarity on it. So, establish your North star and then you can help others, you know, Mm. what help with theirs. So, but it helps to get clarity for yourself. So that was mine and uh, lead and then focus on people's strengths. My mom, you've heard me say this. My mom always says, if you focus on people's strengths, they'll become more of what they are. If you focus on people's weaknesses, they'll become right. So how do you lead and help others lead from their strengths?
2: Oh my gosh. Somebody grab that. Somebody grab that, internalize that. Yeah, repeated in absolutely. your mind, <laughs> especially yeah. the leaders out there that are listening to this podcast. Um, Teresa, you where
3: can people? Me? Yeah, I was gonna say you just asked me where you can reach me at uh, Teresa, T-H-E-R-E-S-A at AchieveUnite.com, AchieveUnite.com, the website, LinkedIn, um, both Achieve and myself. You can find us there and I'm happy to give you my cell phone as well, if you want.
2: <laughs> I don't think you want to leave your cell phone here and have <laughs> random people calling
3: you. You might call me. Well, again,
2: thank you so much for being here. And oh, okay.
3: um, you're a gem. It was a pleasure. Thank you.
2: Yes. And I miss my co-host, uh, Bruce, who I think is probably getting a water break right now, but uh, <laughs> we will talk tomorrow. to you soon. I hope All you enjoy right. it thank you so much and this is next generation leadership podcast
3: love it thank you
0: in a world where businesses are striving to adapt connect and evolve we're here to bring you more more freedom to work how and where you want while keeping employees connected productive and engaged more flexibility to customize solutions to tailor a simple more agile network and more security for an evolving cyber landscape with around-the-clock access to hands-on technical support, it's time to explore more.
1: Welcome back, next-generation leadership, Bruce and Micah, and Micah Teresa Carrigal, just an awesome person, like you said. You she teed so it up great. exactly right. Yeah.
2: I know. And hearing her story about how she started Achieve Unite um, was absolutely amazing and yeah. how she was able to make that transition there. And then just learned a little bit about you know her leadership style, which is yeah. awesome.
1: Yeah. I love that. And that's one of the things that we've done so many times. We don't just bring you leaders. We bring you the best in the business. The
2: best in the business. These best are the creme of the crop. These yeah. are like the, the popular kids in school. <laughs> That's
1: these guys, or the unpopular kids uh, in <laughs> school, right? That rise up and, <laughs> and overcome. Right. The popular kids, you know, sometimes they don't end up being very successful. Who knows? um Azure? Listen, uh, I was go ahead, wanna, go ahead, get it out, uh, no, get I was it out. Go on a tangent about you know popular, not popular. It depended on the grade for me, but yeah. anyway. Um, next, were you the popular week, kid in school? It depended on the grade. You know, there okay. was, ninth grade was very tough because I went from I went to an elementary school, which was K through eight. And yeah. then so we didn't have a middle school. So I didn't transition. I, I had to go to a fresh new school for ninth grade.
2: Yeah. I mean, everyone uh, did. It's high school.
1: <laughs> well, no, some people go to middle school from like seventh, eighth, ninth and tenth and then they go. OK, to so but anyway, uh, so ninth grade was tough because I didn't know anybody. And Aww. then you know, I, but I'm I'm like I I I get You're a chameleon and I yeah I, I blend in. So by twelfth grade, I was like, you know, I won the uh, funniest person in my class.
2: I, I could believe that hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. I could definitely believe that. So that's awesome. Uh,
1: yeah, but anyway, what? So we're bringing you the best of the best. We're getting listeners by the thousands. Thank you so, so much. Make sure you follow, like, subscribe. It's free, Next Generation Leadership on your favorite podcast app. What do we got coming up?
2: So we have Mr. Jumani Williams, who is the public advocate of New York City. What is a
1: public okay. advocate? What is it? We're
2: going to ask him. Let's All right. Let's ask him next week. All right. We'll see Ad- what he says.
1: And New York City opening up, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah, in July, so it's opening yeah. up. So we'll see if he um had any decision in that.
1: Yeah, I can't wait to hear what saying I can't wait, and I think what I've started to see from the states is once we get, <laughs> I'm back on this mask thing. Once <laughs> we get to seventy percent vaccinations, that's when the mask mandates will be lifted. So I, I, I think we're starting. I think
2: starting we're like at fifty-five. I think fifty-five or fifty-six yeah, percent. Get
1: it's your ridiculous. shot. It's safe. I've done it. I'm. I'm I've done it. Yeah, Moderna. Your uh, J J. So it doesn't matter. Just get a shot. It's, it's safe. I, well, I'm not going to promise cause you'll sue me if something happens, <laughs> but I think it's safe and and they're saying that it's safe. So I encourage you to get the shot. We want to be out of this thing. I don't want to wear yes. a mask and I need your help you out there to do it. Right. Help yes. Me. Help we need me.
2: everyone's help to do this. Yeah. This is a collective effort, a group effort. Yeah, We can do it.
1: There we go. All right. For, uh, for Micah, I'm Bruce, follow, like, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. That's so important. And uh, we love you all. And we'll talk to you next week on Next Generation Leadership.
2: Peace.